We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Chicago Bears select... Welcome to Picks for Polls, presented by The Bear Report. Your number one source for everything Chicago Bears draft news, analysis, scouting reports, and more. Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, making their way to the podium, Andrew Freeman and Usaid Koshal. Welcome in to another episode of the Picks for Polls podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Freeman. And of course, happy to be joined by my co-host, Yusei Koshal. Uh, we were recording this episode on a Wednesday here, January 25th, and are happy to be joined by a friend of the show. He's been on the show before with us, and he's here to talk a little bit about the Senior Bowl today, and that's Jacob Infante, lead draft analyst over at the Windy City Gridiron, and of course, one of the best follows on Bears Twitter, as I'm sure many Bears fans and our listeners are aware of. And before we get into this today, Jacob, how are you doing today, man? Doing great. Uh, that, that's pretty kind of you to say I'm one of the best Twitter uh, Bears Twitter follows. Uh, I, I just consider myself, uh, you know, a goofball who has laptop access. So I, you know, I appreciate that, but I'm doing well. Uh, stoked for the senior bowl, stoked for, you know, draft season to really kick off here because I've been doing my prep for the last, you know, several months now, and I'm really excited to go just all in on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like it does really feel like the start of the uh, draft season here because we've been so focused on this season. And I mean, for Bears fans, it, it's felt like draft season's kind of been like starting for the last couple months or so, just because everyone's excited about the prospects of, especially now that they have the number one overall pick, just the, the prospects of everything that could go down in a in a trade scenario or anything related with the draft right now with their positioning, but. Um, that brings us to the subject of today, and that's talking about the Senior Bowl, which is set to kick off in Mobile, Alabama next week, starting next week. And, of course, you had the practices leading up to it. Jacob, you're going to be there next week. So I, I know we were, the, we were uh, fortunate enough to meet um, a couple years ago, I think, when I was fortunate enough to be down there. And um, Mobile is always, like, a fun experience. I, I, I Well, I shouldn't say always. I've only been down there once. But, um, you know, even – though there were some weird circumstances that year. It was was really a really cool experience, and I'm sure you're looking forward to that. But uh, before we kick off, and I should say, like, the first thing we get into here uh, for our first question for you, Jacob, while we have you on is um, let's start with kind of one of the bigger storylines here, I think, for the Bears this offseason is how they're going to address the offensive line position, especially in the draft. So when you're looking at the Senior Bowl here, um, 
you know, which offensive lineman are you really looking forward to watching here um, this next upcoming week or so? And who do you think can kind of help their stock the most? Because the offensive line is, is one of the, my favorite things to watch at the senior bowl. And I'm kind of curious to see, you know, some of the names that you're looking forward to watching as well. Yeah. So I'm looking at this offensive line class and I'm going to put out the full rankings at Windy City Gridiron uh, next week, but I do have, I put together a list of all the senior bowl prospects because I, I went through and watched every one and I, uh, you know, ranked them according to where they are on my board. And of the top eight players that I have overall, six of them are offensive linemen. And, you know, that's really good news for the Bears. And four of those guys are going to be on the American team who uh, Luke Getze, the Bears offensive coordinator, is going to be coaching. So I think that's going to be a really good uh, opportunity for Getze especially. But, you know, just in general to see all these talented offensive linemen going down there. I think you're looking at my top overall guy being uh, John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota you know, an older prospect, but I think he's the type of guy who can step in right away and be a day one impact player, uh, technically, athletically, uh, from a power perspective, uh, in, in terms of football IQ, just situational awareness at the center position. I think he really has it all. So there's him and there's Darnell Wright, the tackle out of Tennessee, uh, Osiris Torrance out of Florida, Cody Mauk, the tackle from North Dakota State, Jalen Duncan, uh, who's not on the American team, uh, the tackle from Maryland and Matthew Bergeron, who I don't think is on the team either, but he's going to be there. He's a tackle out of Syracuse. And uh, those are just like the top guys. I think you're also looking at someone like an Andrew Voorhees guard out of USC, Blake, Blake Freeland, BYU, Dewan Jones, Ohio State. It, it's just, you know, I'm listing off all these names and you've, you know, taken the time to, you know, either read draft content, listen to content like this, or, you know, watch your own tape, you know, that, you know, these are some pretty impressive names. And a lot of these guys, I think every single name that I listed could go within the first three rounds. And it would shock me, honestly, if, you know, more than one of them fell out of there. So that just goes to show the depth of not just the senior bowl offensive line class, but this offensive line class in general. Yeah, I think it's certainly an interesting conundrum. I like to say the bears are in because, if you, I mean, if we look at the way that season went, everyone was kind of talking about, well, it's got to be wide receiver bust in round one. And then fans fell in love with the Jalen Carter versus Will Anderson debate, which I don't really think there's much of a debate. I just think it comes down to the fact that the Bears need to address the trenches in the first round, whether it is offensive or defensive line. Um, but I think, you know, for me, the greater focus here is still pass catchers, right? Because you can't win in the NFL without having two to three, even sometimes I'd like to say four solid wide receivers today. The bears traded a second round pick for chase Claypool, which would have effectively been the 33rd, 32nd or 33rd overall pick in the draft. Cause Miami forfeited one of their first round picks. And this is a receiver class that doesn't really have a lot of big names. There doesn't really seem to be the one or two guys like we've seen in years past that have separated themselves, but Mobile this year, there's not a lot of top-tier wide receivers. Who are some players, though, that you're like, you know, that's a guy that's going to fly under the radar in Mobile, going to start attracting attention. Combine's going to roll around Indianapolis, and all of a sudden, Bears fans are going to be falling in love with said player, said wide receiver. I have to agree. I think that when you mentioned that there isn't like a top-tier wide receiver prospect in this class, there's no 
Jamar Chase. There's no Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, you know, all three of those guys being in one draft class, but just goes to show like that caliber of prospect and that caliber of player in the NFL. I don't know if we're going to see that, but there's still talent. There's still, you know, a good chunk of guys I think could develop into solid starters, you know, whether that's as a, you know, a a pretty good wide receiver one or as high end wide receiver twos. So at my top wide receiver at the senior bowl this year is Rasheed Rice, the wide out from SMU. And, you know, I have pretty, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I'm, I've been a little bit harsher on him in the past uh, in terms of being a round two fit. I've gone along, I've gone around to, you know, looking at a little bit more of his film and while I'm still not, totally on board with him there I definitely see the appeal and I I wouldn't hate that for the Bears in round two that's around where I have him at you know round two round three range uh I think he'll go higher than where I have him though and without in mind he's just an athletic weapon he's, he was insanely productive this year uh you know shifty from a lateral perspective got you know these you know pretty good uh contested catchability good size and you're looking a little further down the board. That's where I'm honestly intrigued. You're looking at fringe day two, early day three. I think that's where the depth of this this wide receiver senior bowl class really shines. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State is a guy that I'm really excited to watch. I think that he hasn't gotten uh, as much attention as he really deserves. Andre Oshivas, I think that he's going to be a guy who just explodes. He's a wide receiver from Pitt, uh, Princeton and – He's about 6'2", 6'3", and he's been timed as running in the 4'2s for his 40-yard dash. And I think it's going to be a Christian Watson sort of situation where you know who he is, but watching him on tape, people are – well, not – they're going to watch the tape first, but what they're going to see is him at the Senior Bowl, him at the Combine, watch him put up these great numbers, watch him put up these good reps, and then then they're going to look back at the tape and say, wow, you know, this guy's really good. But, you know, I'm telling you now that he's going to be uh, a, a, a very high draft riser, at least in my opinion, just because of the tools. And other guys, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss, Tank Dell out of Houston, uh, Trey Palmer from Nebraska. Those are just a couple of guys off the top of my head who are going to be heading down to the Senior Bowl and I think have a chance to contribute at the next level, but also contribute, you know, fairly early. Yeah, it's – so I was doing monthly mock drafts throughout the season. Rice and Trey Palmer were two names that I'm like, you should be Bears fans. You need to be keeping an eye on it, especially considering kind of the overall depth of this class. Like, and I think part of this also comes down to the fact that we got so used to watching these young quarterbacks take off like a Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase or you know, to attack of Iloa with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell because teams were drafting these wide receivers like crazy. I think the expectation almost became, hey, the Bears need to go ahead and find that next game-breaking wide receiver. Now, I had a tweet a couple of months ago that said the Bears have to find that groundbreaking wide receiver like a Justin Jefferson, and the consensus this offseason seems to be like DeAndre Hopkins, which that's a whole separate discussion. But if we're going to be honest, like this is a team where – the regime, right? Poles and Eberflus, they've kind of shown, hey, we're going to build through the draft. And I think it actually makes more sense for Chicago to go ahead and draft and develop wide receivers on day two and three, where you know you're matching up value with 
the depth as well as value with the draft pick and getting those basically a biggest bang for your buck type of uh, mentality here. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that another thing uh, to take to keep in mind when we're talking about the wide receiver position is if the bears move down from number one, which I'm pretty confident that they will, they're probably going to get a 2024 first round pick out of that. So you're looking at that and it, there's always the oh next year's class, that whole debate. And at least from what I've seen, I think the star power in the 2024 draft class of the wide receiver position is higher than what there is this year. Uh, I can't speak about the depth yet, but when you're looking at like a Marvin Harrison out of Ohio state and Xavier worthy out of uh, Texas, you know, even a Mario Williams out of USC, you know, the, I, I could go on, but there are a handful of, you know, really intriguing talents in that class. So I agree that unless they make a trade for DeAndre Hopkins or another star receiver uh, becomes available on the trade market, you're not going to get that game-breaking receiver right away. At least that's my opinion on it. Sports betting continues to take over the sports world, and with fall right around the corner, there's going to be action from every major league sports league across the country on our own TVs. If you're like me, you're glued to the couch watching as many games as you can. Our friends at Oz Trader have got you covered with all the odds for each major sports book from around the web, all in one place just for you. As an added bonus, OddsTrader even compares the sign-up codes and promos so you get the best deal possible. When you're trying to find the best book, it's always best to have the best sign-up codes and promotions. Sometimes those even come with boosts, even additional money deposits. The app gives you a complete rundown on any game, including statistics, injuries, key game stats, game day weather, keeping you, the fan, as informed as possible. And sometimes if you're like us, You've got multiple bets going at once. Odd Trader will keep track of them all in one place for you. So what we want you guys to do is this. Head over to oddtrader.com slash bluewire. Once again, that's oddtrader.com slash bluewire, the number one website for all your game day bets. Jacob, you say do not get me started on the whole trade down discussion because we could be here all night if that's the case. But um, yeah, I mean, you talk about just... Shifting our conversation back to this year's crop of senior bowl wide receivers, we talk about uh, what was a guy from Princeton, Achivas. Was, uh, was the last Achibus. name? Achibus. Yeah. Okay. Like you describing him right now, he kind of sounds like the Getsy type. You know, big, tall guy, but has game breaking speed as well. Kind of sounds like, you know, we know that the Packers they got Christian Watson last year in the draft, and I'm sure that was probably a target of the Bears if they were to go yeah. that directions. But you know the way that they brought in Equinemius St. Brown, who kind of fits that mold of a tall, speedy guy. You know, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, I, I know the Bears were probably interested in bringing him in free agency as well, coming from the Packers as well. So it kind of sounds like if you're looking for a wide receiver that kind of fits the Getsy type, so to speak. You know, that can make sense. It's kind of like if he's available in late day two or early day three, that could certainly be in the conversation there. But, you know, we talked about kind of the two biggest needs for the Bears on the offensive side of the ball. Let's shift over to the defensive side of the ball for my next question here. And, you know, me, I'm a very big um, trenches guy as well. I love to study pass rushers and offensive linemen. Um, and looking at this upcoming 2023 class, any for, from every indication that I see and from every single prospect that I've seen so far, uh, this is a really talented and deep group 
of edge rushers in this upcoming year's class. Like uh, probably one of the better ones that we've seen in a couple of years here. Not, I'm not, not just talking about first round talent, but day two talent, even some day three sleepers as well. Like it's a loaded class and looking at some of the names at mobile here, you know, who are some of the bigger names that you're kind of looking out for to watch here, especially in those one-on-one drills and, you know, who, who do you think is going to help themselves out with the most, I should say, with a good week uh, down in Alabama there? So I agree with you. I think this is a really deep group of edge rushers in the 2023, not just the senior bowl, but in the draft as a whole. Uh, and there's a lot of really talented edge rushers coming down to Mobile uh, next week. So Isaiah Foskey's the type guy, the top guy I have at edge uh, down in Mobile out of Notre Dame. There are other guys like Derek Hall, Andre Carter, uh, from Army or Auburn and Army, respectively. I think any of those guys are the chance to go within the first two rounds. Uh, I think Foskey's probably the most likely to go round one if I had to choose. Uh, they're more likely day two guys, but you know, still quality prospects. And Ade Tamiwa, uh, I got to double check this. Ade Tamiwa Adabare. Hold on. Let me double check. I should know this. It's the edge rusher out of Northwestern. I want to make sure I'm getting it right. I know I got the first one white, right. Uh, Aditamiwa Adabare. Yep, Aditamiwa Adabare. There we go. Not going to forget that. I better not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I talked to the guy, so I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah, you better but, remember it there then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Aditamiwa Adabare. Uh, I'm sure I've said it like five times now, so you all have no excuse to forget it either. Uh, he's another guy I think could be – uh, late day two, Will McDonald from Iowa State, a bit smaller, but, you know, very productive, very athletic. And there's a guy I'm really intrigued by, Keon White out of Georgia Tech. He's someone that's been getting a little bit more uh, attention over the last few weeks. And I think that I think he's going to test pretty well once it's all said and done. We'll have to see how he does in the senior bowl, uh, because I do think that from a hand usage perspective, from a technical perspective, refinement perspective pad level all that stuff uh pass rushing plan i don't know if he's completely sound yet but he's powerful he's super explosive he's massive and i'm a really big fan of what he can do i think he's got that impressive inside outside versatility so out of the tier two guys that's what i'd like to call it uh at edge in this class Keon White's the guy I'm really interested in because I think that he can make some serious noise uh, down the stretch. All right, so you mentioned Andre Carter, and I think he's been a sleeper draft target for a lot of people on draft Twitter. I mean, take us through a guy who's six foot seven, two hundred sixty pounds, a name that's a lot of people because he does play at Army, and it's not like they crank out, you know these prospects every single year, but take us through what he's like. So fans can get familiar with him. Yeah. So when I see Andre Carter, I just see a moldable ball of untapped potential. And I see someone who, yes, his sack production was fantastic in 2021 and way down in 2022, but going back to watch some of his tape, he got a lot more attention, whether that be from double teams or chip blocks, what have you. The pressure numbers were still high. It's just a matter of, you know, getting to the quarterback, which it's tougher to do when opposing offenses focus on you more. But you're looking at a guy who's like, what, six, seven, about 260, 265, you know, just a shredded individual, super long arms. I'm really excited to see how he's going to measure because, 
you watch him on tape and he just stands out like a sore thumb with how long he is. And I think that's something that uh, coaches and scouts are going to love. Super quick off the ball for a guy his size. Uh, you're looking that first step's impressive, the short area quickness, uh, as well as, you know, a bit of that long speed to, you know, get the outside speed rush on, you know, ripping and whatnot. Uh, I think that he has a high center of gravity, which he'll need to improve on. I think that's affected him a bit as a run defender. Uh, it's tougher to set the edge once you can't get your weight underneath you and, you know, truly win the battle and, you know, leverage at the point of attack. But, uh, and once he gets a better job of consistently getting his pass rushing plan underway, then I think the sky's the limit for him. So I, because he's raw, I don't have a round one grade on him. I have about that round two, round three right now. But I think he could go even higher than that because you're looking at a, a ton of upside with him. And yes, they didn't have the army, the, you know, the military branches haven't had a ton of top tier NFL prospects in, in recent years. But I think that Carter has the chance to be, you know, the best we've seen in quite some time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, Carter's uh, really fascinating. I've been able to watch a few games of him from Army, and um, it's interesting. You talk about his frame being such a big part of the appeal of him as a prospect. That's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, long arms, you know, 260 pounds, kind of rocked up dude. He moves almost like a, a, a much smaller speed rusher, though. Like the way he – especially the way he rushes the passer, he wins purely with speed and get off yeah. and, and quickness. So it's kind of that weird combination. Of, he's kind of in that tweener stage where – Okay, I mean, you don't want to take away that that speed and quickness, but also like imagine how much of a beast this guy could be if we beefed him up like 10, 20 pounds and um, he added more strength to that lower body, especially. So yeah. I'm really fascinated to see how he does at the Senior Bowl and against you know some quality uh, tackle competition. Um, but you know, we talk about some of the edge guys here. Let's kick inside and, and maybe talk about some of these interior pass rushers as well because we know that the Bears. You know, with this Eberflu scheme, that three tech position is of the utmost importance for what they want to do there. Um, so, are there any guys, you know, from an interior pass rush standpoint that kind of stand out to you as potential options for the Bears, whether is it is at that three tech pass rushing spot or maybe just like a one tech run defending type? One guy that really stands out to me, I think, is Byron Young out of Alabama. He's the top uh, interior defensive lineman that I have at the Senior Bowl right now. And I'll admit it's a bit more of a group of depth guys 
at, at IDL this year. So I, I'm interested to in seeing how they do with such a stacked offensive line group. Uh, Byron Young's the only guy I have a definitive grade on in the first two days of the draft. Everyone else is, you know, day three or later. But I I like Byron Young a lot. I think he's lower to the ground. He's a bit more condensed in his frame, but he's, you know, an explosive athlete. Uh, knows what he's doing when he rushes the passer and when he's, you know, defending against the run. So I do like him in around about round three. I think he could go higher. You never really know because there's always that Alabama defensive line stigma. Like, okay, you know, they've produced some quality guys and it's a, you know, a good football program. Maybe he'll go a little bit higher, but looking a little bit farther down, I think Zach Pickens from South Carolina is really intriguing because I think that in terms of upside out of all the defensive linemen at the senior bowl, he has the most of it. And I'm talking purely IDL, of course, but uh, Pickens, you know, is a very good athlete and I think he is a naturally strong frame. I just don't think he knows necessarily what to do with it yet. I think that part of it comes down to, yes, he's strong in the anchor. How much stronger could he be once he gets his pad level right? And yes, he's explosive. How much more, you know, dominant could he be, could he be penetrating the backfield once he gets a better plan of attack rushing the passer so i think he pickens has a lot to work with i'm very intrigued by him uh and another sleeper that i really like uh two of them actually i'll go with keanu benton from wisconsin he's a guy who's been rising up my board more and more the you know the more i watch him these last couple weeks past month or so and he's more of that, you know, nose tackle, one technique, but he's, you know, quick for a heftier guy. And he's just a, you know, just a classic run plugger in, in the run game. So the other guy that I wanted to mention is Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. And he's someone who's rushed from a lot of different alignments, whether that's, you know, three tech, five tech, stand up edge, one tech, nose, whatever. Uh, Bowling Green moved him around a lot. And you can kind of understand why, just because of how athletic he is. He's about like 6'4", 300, but he moves like a much smaller man, just how explosive he is in his movements and that fluidity, that burst. Not the best run defender yet, but I think that if you're looking for a rotational pass rusher along the interior, then Carl Brooks is a guy you could probably get. I mean, I have him like around four right now. I don't know where the league thinks of it, about him because there isn't you know a ton of buzz around him yet, but I think that's going to change, uh, especially once testing gets underway. All right, getting back to the offensive side of the ball, I mean, how about tight end and running back? Because Chicago is a team, they have some decisions to make at the running back position. It's namely David Montgomery and whether or not to hand him a contract extension. The hype the last couple of days has been we need to throw 16 or $17 million a year at Saquon Barkley, according mm-hmm. to fans. And then you have tight end, which Kokomel kind of popped off in 2022. But the Bears still need depth there. What are you making of that group, both those groups in Mobile? Yeah, so tight end, I think it's Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, and then there's a bit of a drop-off. Musgrave is a guy that uh, I believe I have as tight end three right now. I don't have my you know notes in front of me, but okay, yeah. So I have him at tight end three, so that's you know about where I thought behind uh, Michael Meyer and uh, Darnell Washington. So you're looking at a really athletic guy, just a, you know, a, a receiving tight end. Uh, and he's an explosive coming out of his breaks. He's got good deep speed, good fluidity, body control. You can run the seam route with him well. I think he fits that U tight end a bit. He can play in line. You can also move him out in the slot, and 
you know, have him run rampant against, you know, man coverage against smaller safeties or linebackers. And then a bit farther down, I think you're looking at Will Mallory out of Miami, uh, Florida, and Cameron Latu out of Alabama. I think Mallory is a bit of a well-rounded type of guy, graded out very well uh, as a pass catcher and as a blocker this year. And I don't think he was a great blocker before this year, but he made some progress. Uh, Cameron Latu, you know, clearly like an F tight end, a passing tight end. Uh, and a guy that I like a little bit farther down the list is Braden Willis from Oklahoma. He fits in a bit of that H-back, hybrid tight end, hybrid fullback sort of role. Uh, I don't know exactly how high he's going to go, but you know, he's smaller than the average tight end, but he's also very athletic. He's a tough runner, uh, blocks hard, and you know just plays with a high motor. So I think he's going to get drafted. And running backs, uh, I'm a really big fan of this running back class. I'll just say that. I think there's a lot of depth in this class. You know, The senior bowl class is good at the running back position, but just in general, this draft class at running back is deep, in my opinion. Roshan Johnson from De- uh, Texas is the guy that I have highest of the bunch. Uh, he was Bijan Robinson's backup, but I also th- I think that he was uh, just one of the more impressive backs that I've watched in this class. And analytically, he was you know one of the most efficient runners in all of college football. You know he's a he's a bigger guy, but he's got you know he's a shifty runner, and he's also pretty powerful in that he can run through those arm tackles and stay upright. His you know contact balance is really good. Uh, Chase Brown from Illinois, you know, more of a local guy, very athletic, very productive this year. Kenny McIntosh, a bit of a bigger back, but he's a really good receiver and he's a better athlete than you'd expect for a guy who's about six one. And then Tajay Spears is another guy that I want to touch on. He's, you know, the guy from Tulane. I'm sure a lot of you uh, got to know him in that USC game where he just absolutely went off. Uh, you know, just a dynamic athlete. He's a bit smaller and doesn't have like tremendous raw strength in his frame. I don't think he's going to offer much as a pass protector, but you're looking at speed. You're looking at home run ability. And I think Spears brings that in spades. Yeah, certainly the, the conversation around running back has been interesting, but I mean, like you said, there's a ton of talent in this draft and I agree, like even guys outside of the senior bowl, especially um, it's, it's going to be interesting class to watch, uh, throughout this draft process. Um, another position I think could be of interest to the bears is the linebacker position. We know that Eberflus, I think you know, his trade before being a defensive coordinator was a linebacker coach. So I'm kind of curious. I've been waiting for him to kind of draft that, that linebacker that he can kind of coach up and see what he can do with. Um, obviously Jack Sanborn had his moments last year as a rookie. Um, but, Looking at the senior bowl group, any linebackers that kind of stand out to you as potential fits here? Yeah, so my my top two guys right now at linebacker out of the mobile group, it's Henry Tao Tao, the linebacker from Alabama, and DeMarvion Overshone from Texas. Tao Tao, I just see a rangy guy who's, you know, a good athlete. I don't know if he's going to be elite from a testing perspective, but I think in terms of his play speed, he's very good. And he's good in coverage, uh, high motor. And, you know, I hope he tests very well because I have high athletic grades on him. Uh, I've been burned by guys like that in the past, but I do think that he's going to, you know, you can see on tape that he, he moves very well. He's coordinated, uh, you know, pretty intelligent linebacker, reliable tackler, not the biggest guy, but that's where Overshone comes in. And he's a lengthy guy. Uh, can rush the passer well, one of the most efficient blitzing off-ball linebackers in the nation this year. 
uh, really like weird frame. He's like six, four less than two twenty. Uh, so just gangly, but very athletic. I think the tools there are really impressive. I think you're looking a little bit farther down uh, for guys that the bears might target. Uh, Dorian Williams from Tulane has been very productive the last couple of years. Uh, another rangy linebacker type. Uh, Servassier Dennis out of Pittsburgh is someone else I, that I'm probably a bit higher on than the consensus. You know, just a precise tackler. He's not like the biggest guy. He's not the lengthiest guy out there, but he's a good athlete. He takes really precise angles to the ball and he plays hard. So there, and that and uh, Ivan Pace. I can't believe I didn't mention Ivan Pace because that's a guy I've been really high on. Another, another one of the top blitzing linebackers in the class. You know, just a physical guy who plays hard on a consistent basis. Intelligent guy. Don't think he's the most fluid in terms of changing direction, but the straight line speeds there, and just the effort and the uh, you know the want to to make plays really shows up with him. So. A lot of those guys, I'm thinking early day three, which is probably where I expect the Bears to take a linebacker, uh, you know, assuming that they sign someone else in free agency too. But uh, it, it's a pretty good linebacker class in Mobile this year. Not a ton of top-end talent, but I think there's some solid depth and some potential contributors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's talk quarterback right you know trevor simeon and nathan peterman are not the future at backup it's probably wise that this is finally the offseason the bears invest in a young quarterback just because a backup sounds phenomenal right someone who can kind of develop behind justin fields sort of like the ravens have done with guys like tyler huntley but any intriguing prospects at the senior bowl to keep an eye on this year my top senior bowl quarterback is Hendon Hooker. Obviously, he's not going to play because he tore his ACL, you know, near the end of the year for Tennessee. But he's going to be down there talking with scouts and all that. Uh, I have no idea where he's going to go draft wise. I have him like, you know, late round two, early round three, because he had really good tape. But the injury and the age is a bit concerning. Uh, so if he falls into like day three somehow, I think that's worth a shot. Just purely best player available. Uh but I think with quarterbacks, this is more of a late day three class down at the Senior Bowl this year. Jaron Hall's uh, another talented quarterback with injury concerns and age concerns. But I think he's got, you know, good arm elasticity, good athleticism, the ability to improvise, you know, roll out and, you know, make, make some plays to extend it. Uh, Max Duggan out of TCU. He, he's sneaky. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting much from him just because, you know, the stigma behind, oh, Max Duggan's probably going to be a better collegiate quarterback than he is in the NFL, which I still agree with, but he's got some nice arm talent. Like he can zip it fairly well. And he's a, he's a sneaky athlete, uh, which is a super cliche thing to say, uh, especially considering who Max Duggan is. But uh, yeah, I think there's definitely stuff to like with him. 
the one guy I'm really interested in is Tyson Bajan out of Shepard. So he's a D2 quarterback. I think JT O'Sullivan was the last D2 quarterback drafted. I don't know what year that was off the top of my head, but it's been at least 15 years, if not more, since a D2 guy, quarterback's been drafted. I think Bajan's the guy to break that. I think he's got a live arm, uh, shown some good accuracy and overall touch from the intermediate range. I think he's tough in the pocket, a very good athlete, uh, at least at the D2 level. I don't know if he's going to test like out of this world, but you know, he's serviceable enough that he can extend the play if need be. Ball from a, you know, from a mental perspective, I think the mechanics need work and he's a bit of a one read guy, but the tools are there for him to, you know, carve out a sneaky good career for himself. I'm really interested to see how he does against a lot of, uh, not just FBS, but power five defenders and some of the best guys in this class. Yeah. You talk about, talk about Beijing coming from a, a D2 program here. One of the best parts about the senior bowl, in my opinion, is seeing some of these small school guys and you put them up against D1 talent and power five talent, especially, and you just see how they match up. I and mean, this is a great showcase for a guy from a small school to come in and prove that they belong, at least with this level of talent and, and kind of see what they got. Um, and that's, that's, that was one of my favorite, things to discover when I was down at the senior bowl. And that's something I'm looking forward to with this year's group as well. There are some small school guys I think are going to be very interesting to watch, but you know, last question for you, Jacob, before uh, we get you out of here, we know you're a very, very busy guy here. So uh, I think the biggest storyline from a bears perspective from the senior bowl is the fact that we have a bears coach on one of the coaching staffs here. Um, and that's going to be Luke Getze, offensive coordinator is going to be the head coach of, is he the, the American team or the national team? Is it uh, the American team? He's American team. Yeah. Okay. So, so having that coach down there, uh, I think that's been like the first time, uh, first time in my memory that a Bears coach has been coaching the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah. So, with that in mind, you know, how important do you think that's going to be for this Bears draft process moving forward? Now, knowing that you have a coach down there who's going to see these guys uh, firsthand, see their practice habits you know, see these guys, what they could do on the practice field. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Getsy um, and what his role will be now if, in this draft process now that he gets to be down there in Mobile? I think it's going to be very helpful. And it's just a matter of what Getsy is going to be willing to take out of it. And I want to say the Bears were down there for one of those John Fox years. I'd have to go back and check for that. Uh, but, you know, either way, it's a great opportunity, especially for where the Bears are at right now, where, you know, you have the number one pick, you're starting off such a massive year in this rebuilding process. And I think getsy has got a chance to really get some talented offensive weapons at his disposal, especially just because I mean, you'll see the defensive players, but Getsy being an offensive coordinator, I think he's really going to be keeping an open mind towards the offensive players. Like I mentioned, the offensive linemen that he's going to be working with are, you know, impressive. Like out of the guys I mentioned, uh, Bergeron, Schmitz, Torrance, and Wright are all on Getsy's team. And that's not even including like a, 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 a Wanya Morris, Wanya Morris. There you go. Wanya Morris. And, you know, like a Nick Broker, Emil Ekior, uh, Nick Saldaveri, Steve Avila. Those are all the offensive linemen. I think all of them do get drafted at, you know, various points, but all of them I could see being decent enough fits for the bears to, you know, varying extents and a handful of talented weapons 
Dontavion Wicks is a guy that I didn't mention earlier. I'm a bit lower on him than the consensus, but I think that, you know, he fits some of that, you know, good length, good deep speed. And, you know, there's good depth just in this class overall. And I think that if Getsy really keeps an open mind and uses his experience to take a look and see who's really standing out to him, I think that there can be a good chance that the Bears get a contributor or two out of this senior bowl class. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how he views the offensive lineman at his disposal here because we certainly know that the offensive line is going to be a huge need uh, for this Bears team moving forward, especially protecting Justin Fields and um, getting the most out of this passing attack. But um, with that said, Jacob, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Uh, Always fun to talk Senior Bowl and just talk Bears football in general with you. Um, But for all of our listeners out there who may not be uh, as attuned with your work, where can they follow you on social media and uh, where can they find your work, man? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Infante24. You can check out all, all my articles over at Windy City Gridiron, uh, the Bears page through SB Nation. My my pinned tweet is my Patreon, and I've been doing some more content there. And I'm gonna, you know, I, I overhauled it over you know the course of these few months. I already have the updated list of every single non-power five prospect that I've watched, and I've ranked them. It's over like 100 prospects right now, and I'll have the entirety of my big board there that, you know, there's already over 400 prospects I'm looking to expand, but yeah, yeah, that's, I definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, it, you know, it supports me a lot and there's some really good content there. So yeah, those, those are the places that you can check me out and, you know, really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. I mean, we appreciate having, appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast today. And of course, I encourage all of the listeners to go check out your work, man. It's, uh, it's a lot of good stuff. And especially, um, you know, the draft coming up could be, like you said, very busy. Um, but I know that you're looking forward to a very busy, but exciting week as well. And I know we're all looking forward to your coverage at the senior bowl. So once again, thank you for coming on and, um, you know, looking forward to seeing what comes in store over the next week or so. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.